Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to The Breakdown, everybody. This is Aaron Barker broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep behind enemy lines. Asking the questions that get you kicked out of Bible study and sent to therapy. Thank you all so very much for the opportunity to be in your vehicle, office, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, in-house, outhouse, or doghouse. Wherever it is you may be listening to The Breakdown today. Big show to get into today. Big Christmas extravaganza today on the show. A lot of stuff to get into. We're going to be talking about... Everything from a man beheading a statue in Iowa. And we'll also be discussing Zuckerberg building something down in Hawaii. Plus, what in the world is Whamageddon? All of that and your sound offs of various topics all throughout the program today. All on today's big Christmas Eve Eve special right here on The Breakdown. And uh, you'll see we have here Brian, the bearded pastor. Brian, welcome. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? And uh, you'll also see we are sans misinformation herself, Erica Sauer, today. And unfortunately, she is without power in her area. So be praying for her to make sure everything's okay up there. But somebody, in her words, I think, I, I, I'll pull it up here. There was an accident on her road. <laughs> and uh, uh, she said some idiot hit a transformer box. So she unfortunately has no way to go live, but she will be joining us in the comments section. She has enough juice on her phone to hang out with us there. So she'll be there. Uh, so give her a hard time. I can't wait. Like this is going to be old school. Her an angry elf in the in the in the chat already. Oh, they did. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be like old school, like where where Erica could only pop off in the comments, where she couldn't go on, uh, you know, and, and interrupt on air. So she's like going to be over. There. I told her I was like, you're going to be going crazy. See, wanting like to say things thing and say, yeah, just like the woman should be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just a joke. Just a joke. I, I did. They say, so you're saying I, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. I said I, I said I could be real misogynistic in my comment and say just where the woman should be. Well, I'm glad that you didn't get misogynistic in your comment. You know, <laughs> it's like the guy who walked into a bar with a big pile of, you know, holding up a big pile of horse manure in his hands. And he goes, hey, guys, look what I almost stepped in. Uh, that's gross. That's what you just did there. I know. I know. 
Uh, yeah, so fun show. So we're, we're going to try to be um, a little lighthearted today. Still going to talk about a couple of serious things, but it is Christmas. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Uh, and what we would like to hear, we've been collecting these throughout the week, but if you have your favorite Christmas songs, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, actually, no, not your favorite Christmas songs, your favorite Christmas memory or your worst Christmas memory, or your favorite Christmas gift or worst Christmas gift, and only your most hated Christmas songs. Because we don't have the time to go through all of the awesome Christmas songs out there, right? But right. but I only want to hear, we do have time to go through the hated Christmas songs. So we'll get into that a little bit later as we play your sound offs through the program as they are rolling in also. So do not be shy. If it's your first time ever leaving a sound off, you don't even have to leave it on the topic. If you want to just pop in there and say, hey, this is so-and-so I'm listening from so-and-so, uh, listening from wherever and then we would be more than happy to play that on the air as well. All right, so let's dive into it here. What's the first thing we've got up today on the program? Now, okay, so a lot of people, I, I, uh, now I know that, that Amazon is a hated conglomerate by, by a lot of folks. And some folks don't even use it. They don't even want to use it. They don't even want to go near it, right? Well, uh, there are a lot of people that are freaking out thinking that Amazon got hacked. Uh, because it's uh, there were when you go into your Amazon, you can actually go to your your mailboxes or your delivery places, and you can actually deliver to different addresses. So if you want to send a gift to your kids in college or to your parents, or if you want to you know ship something to work or something like that, you can go in there in those places uh, and do that with these addresses. Well, people started noticing that when they went into their address box or their, um, I, I guess their delivery box in there, uh, they started seeing different addresses and different places that they had never delivered to and never put in there. So it says here, uh, a public service announcement, this is a rumor that was thrown out on to Facebook. Um, it says, check your saved addresses on Amazon. Amazon got hacked. And a lot of people, including me, have random Amazon lockers saved in their addresses, which are not actual lockers. If you use Amazon lockers, be sure to verify that the locker you're sending to is an actual locker. So I guess they're called Amazon lockers. I don't do this. If I order anything from Amazon, it's coming directly to my house. Um, you know, I don't send it anywhere else. But so, so people were saying that it was it was uh, hacked. Well, of course, Snopes had to jump on the story. And what they found out was it was not a hack, but Amazon was trying to help people out by making other delivery locations, various delivery locations around the air, around your area where you could go and have something picked up. Like you go pick it up somewhere that, that's not uh, specific to your location. So I guess if you wanted to have a secret gift or if you were closer to work one day or if you wanted to have somebody pick something up somewhere for you, uh, they were doing that. So Amazon got in there and added these addresses to the places for you, but it caused a huge issue. People thinking there was a data breach and that Amazon had been hacked and that they were getting these delivery boxes and people were shipping things all over the place and all that stuff. So they apologized for the inconvenience. They said that it isn't a security matter and our systems are secure. Amazon pickup locations were added to a small number of customer accounts in error. And we are working to fix the issue, it says. Uh, so you that, okay there, Bubba? You sound like you're having a little bit of difficulty. I've had a cold this week. Like when I got off the air last week, uh, I, I, it was probably last Sunday. So I went to pick up Allison at the airport. And uh, 
when I uh, when I got home, I just started my throat started bothering me, and then the next day I was coughing. I didn't feel well. So this is the most talking in uh, in succession I've done all week. So now I guess when I'm getting in there. Uh, when I'm getting up there and talking uh, more, it's starting to dry out my throat and such. So I apologize. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm sure that, that Allison is amazed that that's happening. <laughs> What's that? That I'm. That you're not talking very much. Uh, you know, I, I, yeah. You think I talk a lot on the air. <laughs> so. All right. Well, so that, yeah. So if you're seeing those things in Amazon, don't worry. Some folks will say just don't use Amazon, but you know, hey, whatever. To each their own. Here's this. Uh, here's a really good feel-good story. A teacher works uh, at a place, I believe, out in Las Vegas, and she had a video, a, uh, a a video that went viral, right? And the reason it went viral is because the school that she works in in Las Vegas, they have something called Wishmas, and what Wishmas is is where they where students that that are underprivileged or all students send in their uh, wishes for Christmas, and then people on the staff try to help them out by soliciting donations or trying to figure out a way to get these kids some of their gifts and some of their presents uh, that they want to make it a good Christmas. And unfortunately, there are kids out there who are in this circumstance. They're not going to get a gift because, well, mainly because Santa Claus isn't real. But they're not going to be getting a gift because their parents have fallen on hard times by inflation or, you know, parents are strung out on drugs somewhere. Something like that. You know how these sob stories work. Uh, But she was she was overwhelmed because a lot of the the requests that she was getting were things like, you know, uh, I I want my sister to have what she wants for Christmas or uh, I want my family home or I want to have this time. So it was a lot of these really kind of touching uh, request that she had, so she would. She goes live, does this uh, this TikTok, and she reads some of these uh, some of these requests that she that that she wanted uh, people to see. She had over nine hundred people respond. I'm sorry, she had so many people respond to her that she was able to supply nine hundred children's wishmases this year through this program that they were doing. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I mean, uh, now, now some of the things in there, like, uh, you know, she was talking about how this school that she was a part of has over 3,000 students. Now, I, I couldn't imagine that. I think in, in, in my school, I think we had about a third of that. You know, we it, it, was, it was kind of a rural school, mid-rural school. You know, we, we still had kids in clodhoppers, you know, bringing rifles and uh, to school in the back of their truck. You know, deer in the back of their truck after they went hunting before they came to school. You actually you actually <clears throat> were in, in that time and in, in that time when you could see that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that, I thought that was like earlier my time because I know there's a little bit of an age gap between you and me. Yeah. But I remember kids bringing, you know, bringing rifles to school in high school as well. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they weren't like hanging from, uh, you know, the they weren't like publicly displayed, but they brought them to school. They were in their cars because a lot of a lot of times they would go hunting. So you'd have like a bow and your arrows and stuff in there and uh, uh, maybe a deer. I mean, it was, you know, it, it was rural enough, you know, real comfortable for me because that, that, that that's my people. I, I'm, I'm very comfortable in, in that uh, in that climate. And uh, but anyway, so, I mean, like three thousand students that they did and they were able to get 900 of these students wishes fulfilled, which was pretty amazing. That is awesome. Yes. Very you much know. so. I mean, because you, you think about it, I mean, we, now we could, we could break that down. Cause if one of I, I thought I heard that I'm like, Oh my gosh, 3000 students. Why aren't these kids homeschooled? You know, 
They don't need to be around this public school garbage and et cetera. But then I was like, you know what? This is a really great opportunity to 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 look at how people around this season, especially, you know, really give. I mean, people really give and really focus on on others. I think, uh, ex- unless they're in traffic. If you're in traffic or you're actually doing the shopping, it's it's a free for all. People don't care about anybody else. If you're standing in line, I went out the other night. Have you done any shopping, Brian? Like, I don't know. Like in Paducah, are there any huge stores down there that you go to? That- so we do. We do have a mall, and I have actually been walking. I've actually been walking in the mall a little bit, uh, which our mall is a little bit different because, like, it. it ha- I, I've never seen a mall that was completely carpeted. Like all of the inside of the mall is ca- carpeted, so. But anyways, I've been in the mall a couple times this this season. Uh, I have avoided the retail stores like the freaking plague, though. So no. Yeah, I I had to get out the other night because I was uh you know I need to get a couple things from my my brother and my dad. I like to do the shopping for them, and uh, I could probably tell you what I got them because I don't think they listen to the show. But if they do, it'll be afterwards. But um, yeah. So it was just extremely. I mean, as it is busy. Nobody waving, everybody cutting everybody off. But in these situations, it's always great to see that at least folks want to give to this. Uh, it says nearly 10 years ago, an assistant principal at the school started a wishmas program in which students share a holiday gift they want. And the reason why they want it, the school teachers and staff then use their own money to fulfill as many of the students' wishes as possible. In many cases, the gift from the Wishmas program may be the only holiday gift each student receives, according to both Guy, which is the teacher, and the school's principal. And uh, in her first year of teaching at Desert Pine, she was filled with emotion when she read her students' wishes for the first time, which included things like a bag of peanut M&Ms, a bag of potato chips to help ward off hunger, and a pair of slippers to protect a student's feet from the cold. Um, so... That reminds me of my one of the one of my most hated Christmas songs, but I won't get into that just oh, yet. No, yes, no, please. That that's the one. Okay, not so we're not on, not yet. We're on the same page there. Thank you. Yeah. So all right. So so you're listening to the breakdown. Don't forget, you can do throughout the entirety of the program today. Go to breakdradio.com. You can click on the mic in the bottom right hand corner and leave your sound off. We will play it on the air. And you will be famous after that. People will be beating down your door, sending you emails, reaching out to you to have you on their show simply because you were part of this influencer platform called The Breakdown. And if you're just tuning into us, you can also listen to us on CrusadeChannel.com. Live radio the way it should be and on Mojo Five O. We're also streaming on X today or formerly Twitter. I hate when they do that, by the way. They're all like formerly Twitter. Yeah, so, so so whenever you whenever you retweet something now, you can't retweet it. You have to exit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, for first, I I almost corrected you, and then I was like, oh oh no, he's joking, he's joking. Yes, so yes. It's, a, it's a joke. It's yeah, a joke. yeah, good joke though. I liked it. It's a very 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 good joke. Uh, you traveling? You're traveling, right, Brian? You're coming back home. I am traveling to my northern Kentucky home. Northern Kentucky uh, home. I my, my game plan is to actually be hitting the road sometime early, 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 early tomorrow morning, and trying to get home at a decent time so I can spend time Good with joke. my family. Uh, you traveling? You're traveling, right, Brian? You're coming back. That's awesome. So you're you're missing church on Sunday, Pastor? Actually, we're not. We ha- we have decided as a congregation since we're a smaller congregation. 
we've decided to do the Catholic thing and have church on Saturday night. <laughs> no, we're we're actually having our we're we're actually having a, a Christmas banquet tonight. Uh, as you can see, I'm already dressed in my festive attire. Oh yeah, Erica's hitting you on that. By the way, she's saying that uh, she said over in the Rumble chat, yet another stellar Christmas sweater from Brian, 1971 yes, yes. called, and it wants its sweaters back, dude. Uh, I'm actually thank you very much. This is not. This is not. This is the Grinch. Thank you. This is my agenda for the day. So, well, you yeah, say it's whatever. the Grinch. You do realize the Grinch is from the 60s. I don't care. So you're like, it's uh, not the 70s. It's the 60s. I love the sweater, so suck it. Anyways. Uh- Whoa, Pastor. <laughs> I have to fill in for Erica's part today. Here's my shirt. I'm wearing this. Oh, I love shoot. your shirt, man. You got Joe Cool on there. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, my favorite Christmas show. Uh, so my favorite Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. Yes. Uh, yes and I the Santa Claus of Tim Allen. But my favorite Christmas show is Charlie Brown Christmas and here's Snoopy with a decorated doghouse as he's laying on top of it. My wife got this for me years ago. And uh, absolutely, it's one of my favorite shirts, if not the you favorite know, I shirt. Always loved, I always loved the Snoopy and the Red Baron, that whole shtick that they would they would just kind of throw in there and in and out of the, you know, the show throughout the... Uh, yeah. I always cool. yeah, I mean, like, to be honest with you, you know, low-key didn't get it for a long I, I don't get why they threw that in there. You know, uh, I'm, I'm I, always I like... I think it was just patriotic, to be honest with you. I think that was their throwback to patri- patriotism. Uh, but, anyways, yeah. So that's a uh, that's good stuff. So, um, anyways, we're having our church service tonight. We're going to be doing uh, the Lord's Supper, and then we're going to be doing um, uh, some Christmas carols. And I'm going to do a very short sermon on the nativity, and then we're going to have. Uh, Feliz Navidad. We're going to have a taco bar for our <laughs> for our uh, uh, dinner, and I'm sure that Debbie would love to be there. Debbie, you should be here because we're having tacos tonight. So you're, you are having you're having tacos. We're having tacos. We're having a taco <clears throat> bar. That is so. so interesting that you would have that you would have tacos on Christmas like that. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Mexican food. Well, now keep in mind, it's not just tacos. I mean, Taco Bell. It's, it's a taco bar. So yeah. we're going to have chicken fajitas, steak fajitas. We're going to have taco, taco chicken, refried beans, Mexican rice, uh, the salsa corn. We're going to have it all. It's going to yeah, be awesome. how, how was that any different than what I just said? I mean, like. You said tacos. Taco, it is yeah. not just tacos. Oh, my bad. So, uh, I mean, I'm just saying like tacos, burritos. You know, people talk about tacos. I eat more burritos than I do tacos. And well, with that. And we, we don't have a good we don't have a good burrito place here in, that that I have discovered in Paducah. You don't have a Taco Bell? We have well, that's not really that's no, I don't like Taco Bell. So this is why well, the reason I brought that up, this is the one of the busiest travel holiday seasons continues to be, as they say here via the uh the TSAs, but it's off to a smooth start. They have only canceled seventy flights. Seventy. That that's pretty crazy, but they're still looking at over two million people. Uh, airlines have canceled just one point two percent of flights so far this year, the lowest in five years. But weather is always a threat. Uh, the TSA, Pete. Hold on a second, man. Ooh. I am just messed up today. Bless uh, you. Transportation security, Pete Buttigieg, has warned the government will be holding the airlines accountable to operate smoothly and treat passengers well. If there are disruptions earlier this week, Transportation Department announced a settlement 
in which Southwest Airlines will pay $140 million for the meltdown last year. If you remember, there was like, there was a couple million people that were stranded because of the, um, uh, like there were no pilots and then there was weather and then there were issues with the planes and all of that. Uh, so they've had, they've hired thousands of pilots, uh, flight attendants, other workers. They're trying to avoid all these different delays to handle the crowds. And of course you always have the, uh, the TSA, uh, they screened more than 2.6 million. I say screened, but what I mean is they, they molested against their will and (laughs) violated 2.6 million innocent citizens. Innocent. Yes. And I say innocent and I wish Erica were here because I say innocent Americans, have been molested, felt up, violated, and date-raped by the TSA. Now, are they really innocent, Erica? I don't know. I don't know if they're innocent or not. Because Erica is, Erica is here, Aaron. I'm talking about in with us on the show, Brian, not just... Okay. All don't right. be all esoteric like that. I'm just saying she's with us in spirit, ma'am. Oh, oh, my gosh. She's actually with us in the chat, but what I'm saying... Don't interrupt me with dumb things like that. We're focused here. We're talking about the TSA feeling up grandma in a wheelchair. I get it. Because that's the real terroristic threat. Grandmas in wheelchairs. Grandpas in wheelchairs. Everybody's got to take off their shoes. Yeah. You know, so all, all of that stuff. But they're they're doing all of this there. That's like chemical warfare for some people already. Just take off your shoes. You know what I you know what I would love to do? I would love to go like a week without showering. You know, do some lunges. Maybe Ugh. maybe take out the trash and not wash the, the garbage can juice off my hands. You know, wear the same underpants and then get to the TSA and then start talking about like, oh, man, bombs, bullets, guns. And just like saying trigger words so that oh they have God. to do a search on me and they will never, ever forget that guy. But interestingly enough, there uh, a story about a loaded diaper. That, that, this is pretty funny. There was a... The TSA, because they're so great at their job and they've prevented so much terror from happening. Uh, The TSA uh, officers busted a guy for a loaded diaper. And when I say loaded diaper, he had 17 rounds of uh, 9mm, I believe. 17 bullets were concealed inside a disposable baby diaper. This was at LaGuardia on Wednesday. Officers pulled the otherwise clean diaper from a passenger's carry-on bag after it triggered an alarm. In an x-ray machine at airport security checkpoint, according to the agency, the passenger initially claimed he didn't know how the bullet fired. Bullet-filled diaper ended up in his bag. Later, he suggested his girlfriend put it there. So the guy throws his girlfriend under the bus. Well, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to throw your girlfriend under the bus. The TSA identified the passenger as a man from Arkansas who was ticketed for a flight to Chicago's Midway Airport but did not disclose his name. Port Authority police cited him for unlawful possession. Of the nine millimeter ammunition, did you know you can get an unlawful possession for fire for rounds? I did not know that. Neither did I. Evidently, it's unlawful to possess firearm or to possess ammunition. I don't know what would make it legal or illegal because they also busted a guy who was carrying a a, a weapon, a loaded weapon with some additional um, magazines, uh, forty five caliber. And a magazine loaded with six bullets, it was concealed in a pair of Nike sneakers, but it was in a checked bag in LaGuardia. So it wasn't with him when he was taking it on the plane. So evidently, you're not allowed to take it. Like You, you can take it in a checked bag, but it has to be in a secured, locked container. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. all of those terrorists who climb down to the lower level of the plane while it's in flight, 
and pull their weapons out to uh, to cause an issue there. I'm not sure why they do that, but I know I had I had actually investigated uh, taking my firearm. Uh, I was traveling across country, and I wanted to know what it would call what it would take to be able to put it in my check luggage, so that when I'm walking around, you know, Las Vegas, I'm not walking around with you know no weapon. And as it turns out, uh, you have to completely disassemble at least with one of the airlines. You had to completely disassemble the gun and the uh, the receiver and the um, the lower half of the gun had to be in two separate places and the ammo had to be stored in a completely separate container and all three had to be individually locked and the locks had to be numbered locks. So like when you check the bag, they would put the little the little sliver on the little the little uh, looked like a little bread tie that's got a number on it. Oh yeah, like one of those uh, tags. And then they gave, they gave you tags. all three numbers and when you went went to the bag to check it they would actually take the bag out and open it up and make sure that all of the numbers were matching your your little bread tie thingies. That's that that's insane, you know. Um, but I, I I wish we could have the good old days back when you could smoke on an airplane. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, have I you, have I ever told you about the time I took ice cream on an airplane? Ice cream on an airplane? I'm sure I'm sure you could get that on there. Well, it, well, it was actually Grater's ice cream from Cincinnati, and I was flying out to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And so I was taking it out there for a friend and graders packed it in dry ice or they told me that I need to pack it in dry ice. So because, because of the fumes and stuff that were coming out of it, the lady looked at me when I got there and she goes, you realize you can check that, but everybody's going to see your, your, your skivvies all the way to the Salt Lake City. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We get back your sound offs. We will play about your favorite Christmas memories, most hated Christmas songs, and best gifts. Keep it locked in right here on The Breakdown. Ask me the questions that get you kicked out of Bible studies and sent to therapy. You're listening to The Breakdown. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Fast Track student loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395-800-709-4395. Why have thousands of aspiring authors teamed up with Christian Faith Publishing to publish their book? Because Christian Faith Publishing is an author-friendly publisher who understands that your labor is more than just a book. We provide authors freedom and flexibility throughout the publishing process. Professional book editing, award-winning design, and some of the highest royalty structures in the publishing industry. And as always, you will retain 100% of the rights to your book. I was looking to find a company that I could trust, one that assisted in the editing process completely. The most important qualities that I was looking for was a publisher who was honest and upfront. No hidden costs or fees and owning the rights to my own work. Christian Faith Publishing will publish, market, and sell your books in all major bookstores, online booksellers, as well as specialty Christian bookstores. Call for your free author submission kit. 800-978-4812 800-978-4812 That's 800-978-4812 
pool hot. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. Welcome back, folks. Thanks so much for staying with us during that break. So much stuff. I mean, it's, it's Christmas time, and you would think that people would take a little break from being an idiot. <clears throat> but uh, evidently, that doesn't happen. We'll get into that and what I'm talking about in just a minute. We're going to get into the meat of the conversation here as well today. If you're listening over on the Crusade channel, I just dropped in the chat room a, a graphic where you can leave your sound off on those topics there. We would love to hear from you, especially if it is your first time on this Christmas extravaganza right here on the breakdown. All right, let's go to the let's go to our first breakdown of the day. I'm sorry, our first sound off of the day here, Brian, and uh, see what our most esteemed, wonderful and amazing audience has to say. Now, before we do, Brian, no, no, I I don't want to do that just yet uh, because. (laughs) There are so many. I mean, there not only are there there Christmas songs that I that I just hate, but there are versions of Christmas songs. Oh yeah, definitely. that I hate. Let, let's go to this. We got a uh, a sound off uh, from Michaela. Let's see what she has to say here. So I guess I don't I don't really have a least favorite Christmas song, but the one that always creeped me out as a kid was baby it's cold outside oh. because the woman is obviously not wanting to stay over and she wants to go back to her home but the man's like no you're gonna spend the night with me and the the message is just weird it's it's i don't like it hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, a lot of people, you know, they're before the whole woke explosion. No, no, no. That's Christmas songs. wrong. Before the whole woke explosion of Christmas songs were hated, I felt uncomfortable with that song. It's like the I guy It's like no. the guy works for the TSA and the no. chick is just trying to get to see her grandparents for Christmas. You know? <clears throat> Aaron, I remember way back in the days when you would put the moves on your girl or whatever your attempted girl or whatever it was and you were just as smooth as the guy is in the song. Let's get over the fact that that is not a rape culture song. That is just a guy trying to seduce his woman to stick around a little bit longer. Let let's, me, let's, let's come on now. Let me ask That's, you a question, though. 
If that were your daughter. I don't care about my daughter thing. We That's not what we're talking Whoa, about. Whoa, that's exactly that's, that's what we're not, talking about. That's that's I think that there's, about. there are several things about the song you have to take into consideration. First, you know, and I, and I was, because I, I not necessarily that I agree with Michaela on this, uh, because but I, I, I have had my issues. Yeah, radio like, stations that have like, banned that song because it's rape culture. Well, not only that's have they banned it, but they're like, I think John Legend and Kelly Clarkson did a version of it, and it's all, it's, it's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. There's actually a version of it called um, uh, Baby Just Go Outside, where the guy's trying to get the woman to leave, but she won't. But, um, you know, so, so here, here's the deal, like, Okay, you listen to the song. Guys and and, and, and ladies, there, there's this thing. Women want to be pursued. Women play hard to get. Apparently and, and they, they don't because they think it's rape culture. But, well, hold on. But, but we're not talking about the new gender. We're talking about understanding. People today don't even know what a girl is or a guy is. So I'm talking about this is the this is the understanding of how men and women operate, right? Women like to be pursued. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, ladies. Now, I'm not talking about a creepy guy who pops up staring in your bedroom window or that weirdo that won't leave you alone when you go to work. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. But I am talking about, you know, the the, the the fact that a woman is like, oh, I want him to pursue me. And in the, and a guy, we want to pursue because it's the thrill of the hunt. We know we, we, we're able to, to, to talk to the girl and she, you know, she's like, oh, no, but she actually does want you to to talk to her or, you know, uh, I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. Well, she's like, I, I can't, but you know, I want to. So it's, it's this little bit of, it's the male and the female, the way that we operate, the way men are, the way women are, women want to be pursued. Men men want to be, want to (laughs) pursue. And it's the culture today doesn't understand that because we've got a bunch of beta males that don't have the intestinal fortitude to ask a woman out. I just saw the other day, and this drove me insane. I just saw the other day on social media a picture of a guy. You know how you have these pictures of women that get engaged and you have the, the picture and it's like uh, they hold up their hand and they have the ring and they're like, uh, you know, I said yes or whatever because, you know, they, they said yes to their to their husband or to their or our fiance. Fa- our favorite new trend is I did a thing today. Oh, oh yeah. Stop. Yeah. Something like that or whatever. But they always hold up their hand and they show their ring. I saw on social media the other day a guy a picture of a guy holding up his hand with a ring on and the girl was saying he said yes the girl proposed to the guy mm. what is what is up with that i mean what mail. happened to i mean women out there self-respecting women you Made have got to you have got to agree you've got to at least give me some kudos i'm i'm not a master i landed a super hot amazing chick Right, you did actually. Yeah, I, I, I married up. I have no idea how I did that outside of the miracle working power of God. It was the miracle working power of God because there were people that at, was at the wedding that tried to stop you. <laughs> so like, so like, I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that I that I know women. I know what women want. I'm not Mel Gibson. I don't know what women want, except for I do understand psychology a little bit. And if women can back me up. A woman does not want to propose to a man. A woman wants to be desired. A woman wants to be pursued. You know, when you talk about when, when, when men and women engage in the physical act of consummating their marriage, and they have sex uh, between a man and woman when they're married, right? The if it's, it's the physical for the guy. It's the emotional for the woman. If you treat your woman like crap, she's not going to have sex with you. 
right? And you may want her to, and she may go through the motions just to shut you up, but there's not that connection there. Why? Because God created it like this so that the women can be, they can be pursued. They can be treated with love and gentleness and kindness and respect. And that warms their heart, their desire to want to be physically with their husband and the husband, it causes the husband to stop being a, a, a Neanderthal and slow down and think about what my wife wants. How does she want to be treated? How can I cherish her? How can I love her like my own flesh and give of her a give of myself to her outside of sex? And then you all come together for that for that union. That's the way it works. You know, I heard somebody say one time, Aaron, and I thought it was a very, a very well put uh, a synopsis of what, what the whole thing about a relationship is. It is the it is the woman's job in a relationship to, to domesticate a man, you know, because because by nature, we're the hunters, the gatherers, the providers, the protectors. Yeah. And and when she comes into his life and it they make that lifelong union, now he changes to be the protector. But he's also now the dad and he's the loving husband and and he's he's the caretaker. And he's that's that's the way God designed the relationship. Yes. Right. Men, men, when they're single are pigs, men, when they're single are just, are just this, this, you know, oinking and grunting thing out there. That's, that's not, not, not desirable to hardly anybody. And the whole purpose of her coming into your life is to domesticate and to change you and to make you more like, you know, part of the family unit. Right. Uh, we have some people over in the uh, chat room. Uh, Curtis evidently says, if it were my daughter, he would understand what he does to her, I will do to him. <laughs> sounds like a really bad prison movie, Curtis. That's, that's not, yeah, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like that's good. Yeah, uh, that's- Erica over here, let's get her because we know that she's she's with us in spirit. Uh, uh, she says, freaking ridiculous, it's just a song, you have to choose to be a creeper. Uh, sitting on Santa's lap is way creepier. That's right, Erica, sitting on a fake person's lap is creepier. Um, oh, quit, quit that. Let's that's see, uh, Space Hippie says, can't blame it all on men nowadays. I Yeah, I, I agree to a certain extent with that space hippie, uh, Audrey. But I also, I, I also have to say men have to take the, the lead. They have to step up and not allow our culture to go down the drains as it's going. Uh, let's see what other comments we have here. Um, Aaron needs to go to a trailer park. Plenty of daddy issues there. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, Curtis. That's funny. Uh, and, um, Knights who say knee says it's Brian. So it's Brian currently an oinking and grunting pig. I don't know what that means. Remember, uh, I said that all men are pigs when they're single. Yeah. So oh, okay. Gotcha. Got yeah, 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 yeah. Caught me in my own words. Go ahead. Whatever. Uh, Jeffy Man over the Crusade Channel says the mistake people make is thinking that people's minds in the 30s are the same as today. Uh, and that uh, Baby It's Cold Outside won the 1950 Academy Award for Best Original Song. We don't live in the same world. You're exactly right. We do not. Uh, B. Hoffman says the same people that think the song is creepy are probably listening to modern, repulsive, unapologetically graphic sexual songs. Hmm. I hope That's not. That's a really or, good or, point or, because at the same time that Baby It's Cold Outside was getting canceled, WAP was popular. I, and I, you know, I we I, I was I turned on just the, the standard radio somewhere the other day. They had the, they had the the radio the other day. Um, I only listen to FM pretty much when it's Christmas music. Oh my goodness! Um, but, Sorry, I had coffee come out my nose. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it's true. I mean, when, you, you look back when it was getting canceled, and there people were trying to cancel "Baby It's Cold Outside." WAP was the number one song. 
Yep. But there are so many overly sexualized songs. You're exactly right on that, um, uh, Hoffman. I mean, it's it, there's so many graphic sexualized songs. Jeffy Man continues here. He says, my favorite wiki quote about the song. Um, in the film Neptune's Daughter, the song is first performed by Ricardo Montalban and Esther Williams, then with a comic parody twist by Betty Garrett and Red Skelton. This time the man wants to leave and the woman wants him to stay. <laughs> That's definitely a parody for sure. All right, folks, let's see. Uh, don't forget your sound offs as well. Let's go here. Let's see what other um, let's see what other sound offs we may have. Uh, Aaron, here. Since, you, since you're in into the Santa, the Santa interrupt this mode today. A friend of mine put a, put a tweet on uh, Facebook today, or an X, or whatever you call it, and it says, "Imagine finding a list of kids' names and addresses in some old guy's house entitled Naughty and Nice, and not calling the cops." <laughs> uh, it's like I'm a mandatory reporter; I have to report this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Why does this man have all these naughty boys and girls' names written down? I told I told her I said, "Now you had to just go make it creepy, didn't you? Oh, you just had man. to go there, didn't you?" The Santa thing, though, when you think about it, is a little creepy. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows That's if you've magical. been bad or good. So be good for goodness' sake. That's All right, let, let, let's go to another. Uh, let's see what other uh, Christmas songs are hated by people here. Let's head on over to the sound off uh, and uh, see what contributions we have here today. This is the Knights Who Say Knee from the Off-Track Syndicate. Nee. You asked for it. So I'm going to make you listen to a bit of Little Drummer Boy by William Shatner. Oh, boy. Come, they told me. <laughs> That's awesome. A newborn new king to see. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. I know, right? We bring... I guess it's a creepy part. Is when he's like, <laughs> you know, I, that, that's one of my favorite Christmas songs because I not only because I'm a drummer, uh, but because I love the message. It's it's like it doesn't matter what gift you bring to God; He already gave it to you. So when you're like, "Hey, I I can play my drum for you." Jesus is like, yeah, I was there when God gave it to you. You know, my dad and I, we were like, bam, Holy Spirit, let's give him this gift. You know, but like, what I hate about that song is the versions, because you always, like Bob Seger does a version of it, and all it is is like a big guitar solo, and you're like, where's the drum solo? Like, give the drummer some. Let the drummer have a big solo on there. Like, put Dave Weckl or Steve Smith in there, and do like this, like, 15-minute long John Bonham, you know, solo and then, you know, then I think that song. And if will be you guys have never been around respect. a drummer who doesn't get enough drum time or doesn't hear the drums getting enough drum time, it's it's an incessant argument that Aaron makes throughout all of the times we're listening to music. So let the drummer drum. Oh man, you know, like people are like, oh, give the guitar solo. There's a guitar solo. They have bass solos, but then a drum solo is like, oh, it's too loud. Turn it down. It's too loud. You big pansy. You freaking boomer. Let the drummer have some. All right, so the, so there we go. We got we got that kicked off. And so, just just for the record, there was no little drummer boy at the manger. Are you serious, Brian? I know. I just well. I'm hey, all I'm saying is is she just put that out there in chat. I had to correct her because she's not here to yell at me. So <laughs> I, I just I just want to point something out here. 
I bring up that Santa, so telling your kids about Santa Claus is a lie. You're like, oh, no, it's the magic of Christmas. It's the magic of Christmas there. You can't do. And then somebody says something about the little drummer boy, and you're like, actually, the drummer boy wasn't at the manger. <laughs> it's the magic of Christmas, Brian. What happened to the magic of Christmas? <laughs> Why do you sound like Stewie all of a sudden? <laughs> Switch in and out of that. Uh, uh, another friend of mine posted on Facebook today. It says, Christmas time. The only time of year you can sit in front of a dead tree and eat candy out of a sock. That sounds kind of disgusting, actually. <laughs> Some weirdos coming out nowadays, you know, talking about this stuff. All right, let's let's see now. Have you uh, now? Okay, Brian, what is your what is your most hated Christmas song? Oh, do you have we? Okay, we're gonna do this now. My most hated Christmas song is Christmas, Christmas shoes. shoes. By new song. Oh my gosh, that is a horrible, absolute horrible Christmas song. Is it not? Okay? Oh my gosh, it's terrible. I don't know why anybody would think that is a good song. Uh, the, oh gosh, it's no. You know, it. like like the kid goes to to the store to buy his mom some shoes. And because she's dying and she's like, I want my mommy to, to look beautiful when she meets Jesus tonight. You know, and what that man is behind her, you know, because he's like, oh, this kid just taught me what Christmas is all about. Christmas isn't about buying dying women's shoes. All right. She probably had enough in her life. She probably got a closet full of shoes. And all I want to know is how did that kid get to the store by themselves? You're a different time, I guess. You're right, man. Maybe they maybe they Ubered. Maybe they walked like, like you, you got to think <laughs> the mom is laying in, in a hospital bed dying and her son is wandering the streets of the city. Her death uh, it- with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They're like her worst fears it's are coming true. Not enough change to buy a pair of shoes. Yeah, like not enough money. He can't even buy food, and he's he trying to buy, buy shoes. She's like, like, what are you like looking at her husband? What are you doing? And he's watching a football game, probably. You know, I mean, that's exactly a mother's worst nightmare. Is while she's dying, her kid has no money, roaming the streets, panhandling from people behind them at the supermarket. Yes, yes. Now that's got to be. And, and I'll be honest with you, I lost my mom in January, uh, two, three years ago now. Yeah. And and so it was it was kind of fresh after Christmas, but that song is just that is nothing but an emotional you know uh, like like string puller is all that is it it has no significant meaning to anything it's not about Christmas it's not about it's just let's see if we can make people cry at Christmas this is like the hallmark of songs okay so no I that's probably my my worst Christmas song ever. 
Uh, you're talking, yeah, that Christmas shoes for me too. Absolutely the worst. Uh, another one I hate, Santa Baby. Oh, I love Santa Baby. Oh, man, I can't stand that song. It just drives me bonkers. It's extremely materialistic. So, I mean, uh, there's that. But uh, I think yeah. I think it's a fun song. You got some, and then when, when Donna covers it, I'm like, please just take a rusty metal pipe, gouge my eardrums out what because about, it's what terrible. What about the 12 Pains of Christmas? The what? The 12 Pains of Christmas. Uh, I, th- I think I've heard that one. I mean, like, he's like rigging up the lights. Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, th- those kind of funny parody songs like that, I-, I can deal with. Yes, there's a list that was sent to me on uh, Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, on X. Let me find it here, and it was from Reddit, and it was the worst Christmas songs ever uh, on Reddit. And one of the one of the songs on there or one of the suggestions was anything that was done by you. Have you heard the ones where it's like jingle bells, but it's barking dogs? Yes. Or meowing cats. Yeah. I don't like those. Oh my gosh. I, it's, I worse than Madonna singing Santa baby. I mean, they're, they're fun for sound clips for like, you know, radio shows and stuff like that. But to sit and try to listen to the whole song is like, Oh my gosh, no. And yes, Deb, I love the song Carol of the bells. But if I had to give one of my favorite all time Christmas songs, uh, it would be a toss-up between Mannheim Steamroller and and Trans Siberian Orchestra, but my favorite one from Mannheim Steamroller is a song called Patapan. And oh, it is awesome. dude, that's one of my favorite. Do you know that that's a Christian song? Have you ever looked up the lyrics to for that? Patapan? Yes, I have not. Dude, it is because I, I thought for the longest time that it was just a cool little ditty because it's one of my favorite. I, I love uh, Mannheim Steamroller's version of that too. Yeah, um, Mannheim Steamroller rocks. They do better than Trans Siberian Orchestra. Um, In some things, yes. I, you know, the thing that. Hold on, just a second here. Don't. Okay, it says uh, Willie. Uh, oh, here, first line. Uh, Patapan says Willie, bring your little drum. Robin, bring your flute and come. We'll be joyous as you play. To a to Patapan, Patapan. We'll be joyous as you play on a Merry Christmas Day. When the men of olden days gave the King of Kings their praise, they had pipes on which to play. They had drums on which to play, full of joy on Christmas Day. God and man, this day become. Join us, one with flute and drum. Let the happy tune play on. So, I mean, like, it's talking about the incarnation of Jesus Christ. That's awesome. I, I have never <clears throat> looked up that. I just know that yeah. I was introduced to that song years ago. I've I've always loved Mannheim Steamroller, and I've always enjoyed uh, a lot of the, the more instrumental music and stuff like that. And so when I first heard about Mannheim Steamroller, I started downloading a lot of the stuff uh, through YouTube and a couple other things. And then I actually ended up buying their entire uh, catalog. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, my yeah. I, I heard about it on uh, my through my dad, who then heard uh, who heard about it from Rush Limbaugh, and Rush Limbaugh, that was know. his that was his favorite. I think that was his favorite Christmas song was Patapan as well. Well, well, it, it was just he he would play he played Silent Night. He just he had just found him. Uh, Rush did, or was talking about him, and he played uh, Silent Night or Stille Nacht Stille on Nacht. the show. And uh, you know my what's dad really cool about the Stille Nacht? Remember I told you about that, 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 remember me telling you about the time I found the recording of my dad um, reading the Christmas story? Sure. No, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. So back in 1983, my dad recorded the narration of the Christmas story because he was going to be in a Christmas play. He was directing a Christmas play. And he had to be on stage and doing the uh, narration at the same time, and he couldn't do both. So he sat down and he pre-recorded him reading himself reading the Christmas story. 
Well, dad passed away in the year 2000 and we're going through a bunch of tapes and things like that. And we found our father reading the Christmas story oh, man, over, awesome. over the song Steely Knocked. So I brought it to the studio. It was on an old cassette tape and I, I brought it to the studio and I pre or I re-recorded it and I, I basically cleaned it all up. And uh, it's it's an amazing. I mean, now now the grandkids get to hear their grandfather read the the Christmas story. And oh, most so cool. years we let Dad read the Christmas story because that was a tradition for the family. Yeah. Is after we would get done with our open air Christmas gifts and and everything like that, then Dad would open the Bible and he would read Luke chapter two. Um, I think it's one through twelve or whatever where it reads the Christmas story. That is so and, awesome. Yeah, that was it's one of my favorite traditions ever, but it's pretty cool. That is so cool. And to have that saved in posterity like that. You know, I went to yes. a funeral recently and um they played like a like a minute and a half clip of the gentleman that was, you know, had passed the of him uh, preaching. And I told um I don't know if I told my girls or I told Allison this, but I was like I was like, Well, you know, if I go, you all have plenty of stuff to choose from uh here that uh that we can do uh that you can have. Uh, let's go here to one. Uh, we got we got time for, to cram one more uh, sound off in here. So let's get on to this. Uh, just a moment here. Let's see what Curtis has to say. Okay, folks. Absolutely most hated Christmas song is that one that goes dun 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 dun. Carol of the Bells. It, it's just it's it's Santani. Satanic. It's satanic. Carol of the Bells is satanic. <laughs> I was actually, when you said Trans-Siberian Orchestra, that is the song that they do, the version of the song that they do. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, and I'm like, I, I can't listen to it uh, because I've heard it so much, their their version of it so much. Uh, because you go back to, to Home Alone, they kind of did the up-tempo beat to it. Uh, John Williams did the music to that, uh, but listen to listen to the words of the song. You want to talk about um, how satanic it is? It says, "Hark! How the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bringing good cheer to young and old, meek and the bold. Ding ding or ding dong, ding dong. That is our song with with joyful ring, all caroling. One seems to hear words of good cheer from everywhere, filling the air. Oh, how they pound, raising the sound o'er hill and dale, telling their tale." There's nothing in here about Jesus. Sound, sounds horribly satanic to me. Well, I mean, like it says, throw cares away. I mean, that's just one step away from uh, from Bohemian Grove where they burn in effigy all the yeah, cares yeah, in the uh, uh, cremation of care ceremony out there. Uh, let's see. Let's check the chat here as well. Erica said something I thought was pretty interesting. She said she hates Last Christmas by Wham. I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. Last Christmas. <laughs> you, have you ever heard of Whamageddon? Uh I have not. You uh, you mentioned it on the on the rundown, and I didn't I did not know what you're talking about. So Whamageddon is where. Um, uh, so the, the, this is a football stadium. A DJ uh, did this out in a football stadium. But people, there's even a website about this too. But people tried to avoid George Michael and Andrew Ridgely's, otherwise known as Wham. Last Christmas for as long as possible before Christmas Eve. And they are eliminated once they hear it. So could you imagine listening to any Christmas music and then last Christmas comes on and you having to freak out and change the station real quick because the rules on the website tell you how long you can hear the song, any of the information that you need in order to play uh, this game, all right? The rules are as follows. 
Uh, the objective is to go as long as possible without hearing Wham's last Christmas classic. Uh, the game starts on December 1, finishes on December 24, uh, and uh, all the only the original version applies. Enjoy all the other remixes and other versions that they do. Uh, but you're out as soon as you recognize that the song is playing, right? So those are the rules. So this DJ that was playing a stadium uh, at a uh, soccer game decided that he wanted to blow it for 7,000 oh, people. Oh, that's horrible. He last Christmas. What the heck? And blew up Whamageddon for 7,000 people. And oh. he got so much hate over it. He had to go oh. and apologize because of it, man. I mean, this dude is my wow. hero. I mean, you're just sitting there and you're like, you know what? I'm going to piss off 7,000 of my blokes out here. It just blows oh it for God. everybody. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, Horrible. All right, folks, uh, breakdradio.com is the website. That's where you can leave your sound off if you want to be a part of the show. You can leave it on anything you want, any topic that we're talking today. We're just having kind of a lighthearted Christmas Eve Eve special today uh, talking about uh, Christmas. When we get back from the break, which you're going on here in just a moment, we'll be talking about the incarnation and uh, the wonderful uh, meaning of that. For those who do not know what the incarnation is, you're going to want to stay tuned. As Brian and I jump into that, we'll also be playing more of your sound offs as they continue to come into uh, in real time here. And those of you who have also left that uh, jump over to the Crusader Stadium chat room real quick to um, Paul McCartney. CRM114 says simply having a wonderful Christmas time. He hates that song. I love that one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Jeffy Man hates emotionally manipulative songs. Yeah, I should probably don't listen to Hill Song. Uh, Jingle Bells played by a duel of uh, by a duel of silenced rifles shooting at iron plates. That sounds well, amazing. That, that sounds so patriotic. Pink, 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 <laughs> pink, 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 pink. <laughs> All right. B. Hoffman says he hate uh, the last Christmas is his most hated song uh, as well. Where was the other one I saw here that I thought was. Mary, did you know, Aaron uh, says over in the Crusader Stadium chat room, uh, Mary, did you know, absolutely abhors that song because it's like, of course she knew the angel told her. It's like, Mary, did you know? Yep. I knew. Uh, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, we, we got this. We're cool. Sorry, Mark Lowry. Buzz off. <laughs> Go be effeminate somewhere else. Write other effeminate me, Christian me and songs. Gabriel had a long chat about this. Guy. You go hang out with David Phelps and, you know, do your TD Jakes thing. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break when we get back again, talking a little bit about the incarnation and your sound offs as they continue to come into the program as well. We're sans Erica today. However, you can still get her wonderful pop offs if you go over to the chat. So keep it locked in right here on the Crusade channel, live right away. It should be, or on Mojo 5 YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. See you in a minute. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 
Americans are on the move. I'm Pam Puso, Fox News, and many of them are heading home for the holidays. According to AAA, seven and a half million people will fly in the U.S. this holiday season. A majority, 90 percent or nearly 104 million of American holiday travelers will do so by car, six and a half percent by air and three and a half percent by bus, train and cruise ship. If you are flying this holiday season, some quick tips from the TSA. First of all, go ahead and take the gifts with you if you need to bring them when you're traveling. However, don't wrap them. Put them in gift bags instead. It will make life easier for you and the TSA agents. Also, check with the airline before heading to the airport just in case something changes. Alicia Cunha, Fox News. The Supreme Court decides it won't review just yet whether former President Trump has immunity to charges in his election interference case. It's seen as a win for the former president who still has the lead over his 2024 GOP challengers. Fox's Rich Edson has more. This issue now goes early next month to the D.C.-based Court of Appeals for oral arguments, likely delaying Trump's March 4th trial. Trump and President Biden have refused to debate their primary opponents. The former president says he'd debate a single Republican challenger if one emerges after next month's New Hampshire primary. As for a general election debate... Oh, well, I look forward to that. How about 10 debates? Biden-Harris campaign manager Julie Chavez-Rodriguez says President Biden and Vice President Harris will step up their campaign travel over the next few months. The former president's trial was expected to begin on March 4th. The former president says he is eager to debate President Biden. He also says he's open to debating a single Republican rival if a serious challenger emerges. Mr. Trump has skipped all primary debates so far. America's listening to Fox News. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. Oh, hi. Didn't see you there. I was busy eating this delicious meal from preparewithmojo50.com. You look hungry. Do you want some? Of course you do. Get your own. You can go to preparewithmojo50.com. That's preparewithmojo50.com. You can't have mine. The Daily Mojo with Brad Staggs. My suggestion was why not create another category? So you have men, you have women, then you have transgender men and transgender women. And so, I mean, why not create their own unique category so we are comparing apples to apples and coconuts to coconuts because their whole entire shtick for the transgender community is no these are women despite the fact that they have xy chromosomes and you know a giant hog swinging between their legs they are women (laughs) and here i'll get it (laughs) <laughs> wow uh, giant, hog. giant hog never heard it quite uh, described that way that's great I see you've seen ron naked too uh <laughs> it's uh weekdays 8 eastern mojo 50 
Americans not in the armed forces will get less of the common foods to which they are accustomed. But by rationing, by sharing what we have, and by using our food supply wisely, our nation at war can still support a healthy, active people. The subject of this great wartime experiment in food are not white mice or guinea pigs, but human beings fighting for their lives. It probably won't be that bad next time. Prepare with Mojo50.com. Welcome back to The Breakdown, folks. Thanks for staying with us as we move right along on this Christmas spectacular right here on The Breakdown. You can leave your sound off as well, breakdradio.com, as we've been working through some of those as we continue on this wonderful Christmas Eve Eve show today. Let's see here. Let's jump into this one real quick. Uh, Let's play a real quick sound off. This is a first-time sound offer. So let's listen uh, to it. Here we go. All right. This is Audrey. I've tried doing this three times. You probably have a whole bunch of different takes from me, but here we go. Uh, Use (laughs) this one. This is my uh, first time calling. (laughs) Oh, never mind. I quit. What? Oh, okay. Let's see. Yep, she legit. She just straight up quit. Like, right. Okay, well, hey, you know what? It's great to hear Audrey because we've never heard Audrey before. It was working. Audrey. It was working. Try again. It was working. It was working there, girl. You can keep doing that. But, hey, look at that. Uh, uh, you can you can leave your sound off again. I feel bad, but, no, she said use this one, so we used it. There you go. You're welcome to leave more. So, uh, Aaron, I thought up? of another song while we, while you were off doing whatever you were doing in the break. And <laughs> Got some it was, coffee, trying- bro. Well, no, I've been trying to figure out the name of this song for I don't know how long. I have not, and it's crazy. But hey, do you remember the Dan Fogelberg song? Yes. Same old Lang Syne. Absolutely. Met my old lover in a grocery store. Yes. I hate that song. I hate it. What? Are you serious? I could not remember that song for nothing. And I've been looking for it and looking for it. And then I seriously, I just Googled. Car, a Christmas song about drinking beer in a car because the bar is closed. <laughs> and it comes up first shot. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That's, uh, yeah, I love that song. I was, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I have not heard Dan Fogelberg this year because I do. I, I drive people crazy. I listen to Christmas music all the time during this time of year. I still try to keep up with news and some radio shows that I listen to, but I, if I'm in the car, there there are two stations locally that play it, and then I have XM Radio, and I'll play. They have, like, you know, uh, every imaginable Christmas station you could possibly fathom. They've got it there. They've even got Hanukkah stations, if you want to listen to that, but I don't. <laughs> Uh, but they have, uh, but I listen to Christmas music all the time and I was thinking, I'm like, I've not heard Dan Fogelberg. Maybe they're going to play that, uh, after Christmas, but most of those Christmas stations stop on the day after Christmas 
and they yes. start playing their regular music, which I think I think ninety three three Star ninety three three goes all the way to to the end of the year. Um, but well, do you know why that I was in Kroger the other day and I heard the song playing and I was so happy that I heard that song. It was so great. Do you, do you know why ninety three three does that right? Uh, because it's Christmas music. The same no, reason no, no, ninety eight five does it. From from December one until the end of the year, they lay their all their DJs off. That is completely pre programmed programming. Huh. That that whole radio station from December one on, or at least it used to be, was completely automated for the entire month of December. Well, now you know how it works, Aldri. So I I know that most stations. Um, their talk show hosts go to go on vacation like the last two weeks of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of times around, you know, this year. And I love this season because of uh, because of all that stuff. Uh, but let's do this. Let's see what else we've got going on here today. Um, have you well, now let, let, let's do this. Well, how much time? Wake up. Got a whole hour here. Got a go? whole hour. Yeah, we got a whole hour. We got plenty of time to get into some we stuff. We got plenty of time. We yes, got plenty of yes, time yes. to mess some people up. Uh, so here we go. Where is the incarnation stories that I did want to talk about? Oh, before we get into that, Mark Zuckerberg. This is according to the Gateway Pundit, so take it or leave it. Uh, far left Mark Zuckerberg reportedly developing a $270 million fortress in Hawaii with a massive underground bunker and an escape hatch. Now, I wonder if it happens to be on all that land that was uh, destroyed by the Maui fires. It is on the island of Kauai, K-A-U-A-I. Now, I thought the exact same thing, Mr. Brian, Mr. Bearded Pastor. I thought the exact same thing if it was where the fires were. Maybe you could look that up, K-A-U-A-I. Uh, it says here, the striking details of Zuckerberg's secretive Hawaiian project have emerged following a wired investigation, citing sources and documents obtained through public records requests. With an estimated total cost exceeding $270 million, Zuckerberg's fortress boasts a 5,000-square-foot subterranean bunker with living spaces, mechanical rooms, and a ladder to an above-ground escape hatch. The sense of fortress-like uh, the sense of fortress-like security is heightened by the inclusion of blind doors, portals designed to seamlessly blend with walls, authenticated access control via keypads, and soundproofing are additional features. Plans for the site suggest a private escape with a compound poised to offer self-sufficiency through its own water tank system and food production across its sprawling 1,400 acres. Nobody working on this project is allowed to report, well, allowed to talk about what they're building. Almost anyone who passes compound security from carpenters to electricians to painters to security guards is bound by a strict non-disclosure agreement, according to several workers involved, who evidently did not honor their NDA. And they say these agreements aren't a formality. Uh, multiple workers claim they saw or heard about colleagues removed from the project for posting about it on social media. Different construction crews within the site are assigned to separate projects and workers. So here we have even, you know, that, that going into 2024, we've got a special show next week as well lined up talking about, you know, just New Year, the, the stories of this year, et cetera. Uh, so uh, if you want to send a sound off for next week's show, you can send your th- what your thoughts are on the biggest news stories of 2023 plus what your predictions are for 2024. Now, that's for next week's show. Well, anyhow, going into 2024, we see that the elite are not slowing down. There is something that's happening. I don't know if you saw the movie preview, Brian, that they're coming out with. I think it's called Civil War. 
I mean, it's just pretty obvious. Um, I, I saw the movie preview, and if it's anything like the preview, I want to see it because it looks amazing. It does look amazing, but this is predictive programming. This is oh, them telling it. us this is how it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're exactly, you know, we're, we're laying out the plan for y'all because whenever you do, uh, whenever you do that, it's called, um, revelation of the method. They're, they're revealing to you for a couple of reasons. It gives them spiritual power because they're telling you, I'm going to do this and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And then when they do it and complete it, it gives them additional spiritual authority and spiritual power. That, that's what they believe. Uh, that that's why they reveal it to us. So going into twenty twenty four, we have movies coming out. This mo- new movie that the Obamas produced or or were a part of on Netflix. Um, and then on top of that, the, the the Civil War movie coming out, and then Zuckerberg and all these other millionaires and billionaires building these underground bunkers. They're preparing for something, and they're trying to make sure that we also are not going to be prepared for it. Which is why they're continuing to do this now. Also, now this too. Okay. Because and Aaron, real quick, you asked me to look something up, and Audrey actually hit it up in the comments. But it's not on; it's not in Maui, where okay. the fires were. But yes, it is. It's actually, if you look at the island chain, it's one of the last islands in the chain, one of the last main islands in the chain. So it's way out in the middle of the the Pacific. Okay, gotcha. Thank you for looking that up. Thank you, Audrey, as well for your contribution. Uh, but be prepared because we're going into twenty twenty four, and in in. You know, every year people talk about the elites are planning, the elites are doing this. I've talked about it for years as well. And and, and it's incrementalism. They're, they're slowly gaining more and more. Uh, and they're slowly gaining more and more ground. Look, look at the story with Rite Aid. Rite Aid recently was uh, has been banned from using uh, facial recognition f- uh, for the next, uh, let's see here. It says, so Rite Aid had deployed facial recognition technology. Uh, and they, to the point where, they were following customers around the store that had been Cody Fingers recognized on facial recognition, but turns out that they actually weren't really suspects. It says here the Rite Aid will be prohibited from using facial recognition technology for surveillance purposes for five years to settle FTC charges that the retailer failed to implement reasonable procedures and prevent harm to consumers in its use of facial recognition technology in hundreds of stores. Rite Aid's reckless use of facial surveillance systems left its customers facing humiliation and other harms, and its order violations put consumers' sensitive information at risk. Uh, today's groundbreaking order makes clear that the commission will be vigilant in protecting the public from unfair biometric surveillance and the unfair data security practices. Uh, the proposed order will require Rite Aid to implement comprehensive safeguards to prevent these types of harm to consumers when deploying automated systems that use biometric information to track them or flag them. Uh, the a complaint filed said that Rite Aid deployed artificial intelligence-based facial recognition technology in order to identify customers who may have been engaged in shoplifting or other problematic behavior. The complaint, however, charges that the company failed to take reasonable measures to prevent harm to consumers who, as a result, were erroneously accused by employees of wrongdoing because facial recognition technology falsely flagged the consumers as matching someone who had previously been identified as a shoplifter or troublemaker. So they would follow people around and they would they would have people leave the store before they were done shopping. Because they matched incorrectly the facial recognition uh, software that they had. So here we go. Uh, now, also, so here's this. You mean uh, technology let somebody down? But they let oh. them. But they. But they're they're saying you can't use it for five years. 
until the technology gets even better. They, so, which tells me this isn't going away. They're, they're not going to stop it. They're going to continue to use the same type of uh, facial recognition. And people will be like, oh, well, you go into a store. You, that's a private property. You let them do. This is my visage, my image. We just had an entire strike by actors because of this issue taking their their visage taking their voices taking what they what they make their living on and using that in perpetuity without paying them and now i have to go into a store and because i go into a store i surrender my privacy my biometrics my facial construction so that when i go to another store a network of stores now have my face and can say well this guy you know, he's he's wearing a shirt that says vaccines kill people or he's wearing a shirt that says Jesus is the only way to heaven or repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand or okay, Christ what's is the difference. What's the difference in that? And then the and I'm not I'm not trying to play devil's advocate here, but but you're going what's to. the difference in that and in and, and Las Vegas when they use the the elevated uh, like facial recognition, things like that for cheaters. And that gets shared to all of the casinos. If you get caught cheating in one casino. You're on a network that you know you they've they've got that you can't even walk in the door. What somebody doesn't recognize you. Well, how about this? Stay out of freaking casinos. Well, I okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I do see what you're saying. Uh, yes, you know, I, I mean, th- there is a huge because if if I am not consenting, people are like, well, you walk into the store. I am not consenting for you to take my image in perpetuity and use it for your purposes. Because now we, we see, we talked about this last week. Cops walk into CVS and they ask farm, uh, uh, you know, Walgreens, I think, and CVS and these several different uh, Kroger and these pharmacies. Just, yeah, and they that, ask yeah. them for their, for medical information for customers and they give it to them. Like, it's okay. Like, oh yeah, you can have this. Imagine now they your- walk into a place and they say, hey, we need all your facial recognition, biometric information you've saved. But what is your what is your reasonable expectation of privacy in public? And I mean, I'm not trying to be again, not trying to play devil's advocate. But when you're walking down the street, do do you have the right to say, well, you've got a security camera. You have to turn that off because I'm I'm I don't want to be videotaped. I I don't I don't think that we do. I, I mean, the number of cameras and the number of biometric material that we go through every single day. Whether it's used for good or evil is completely beside the point, I think. But, but you know, if I, 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 do, real, I do I, realize I, that. I think, think what most of, the, most of it is what, what's the information uh, being used for? What, what, what's the, what, what are you going to do with that saved information, right? Um, well, yeah. You know, like, you for instance. The, the old adage, who's, who's watching the watchers, right? Who, who is right. controlling the controllers? And, and, and the issue is. I remember that. What was that movie by Will Smith? What was the What was the movie? It was called. Uh, I think it was Public Enemy or something like that. Was that it? Will Smith. Uh, was, was it Will Smith? It I was. Um, I think it was Public Enemy. Anyways, but but they do that to him. Like they 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 completely erase his identity uh, while he's trying because because he he got caught up in a CIA scam or something. I don't know what it was exactly. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. Um, it was one of those movies where they they deleted his his social security number, they deleted his cell phone, his bank accounts, and he found somebody who was just as BA as 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 the CIA was and helped him get through it because he used to be part of the CIA. And it was kind of crazy when they when they did the stuff that they were doing. But that's that's old technology. That's I mean now like like even somebody said 
uh, they don't need your face. I think uh, I think um, uh, Erica said they don't need your face. They can track your purchases and shut off your phone. Yeah. And most of us, most of us are even let are even giving them the more information by using those stupid coupon apps like uh, what's that coupon app called um, that everybody scans their receipts? Groupon, I think. No. Uh, fetch. Fetch. So you get you earn points by sharing your your purchases on this this anonymous uh, yeah enemy of the state. Thank you, Curtis. That's what it was. Enemy of the state. Uh, that's, I mean, that was crazy stuff, but that was like in, what was it? The late nineties. I think <clears throat> that movie came out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I think that it's when we're talking about technology, I mean, I'm somebody got ticked off the other day. We were talking about something and all of a sudden they opened up their Facebook and it had an ad for what we were talking about. Oh yeah. And I'm like, freaks me out. Look, if you're, if you're going to have technology, it's going to be monitored. If you're going to have technology, it's going to be tracked and traced. The only option for that is not to have technology. And, you know, another way that you could potentially help if yourself. you're okay with that, yeah, go for it. And another way you could potentially protect yourself, uh, and, and this statement has not been approved by the FDA or proven any other way, is by going to BreakDRadio.com, clicking on Breakdown Outfitters, buying yourself a tinfoil hat. <laughs> it does work, folks. Protect uh, yourself from uh, alien probes in places you don't want. And also uh, protect yourself. Next from, year, I'm, next year I'm going to try to make a Santa rendition of the uh, tinfoil hat. So. There we go. So <laughs> tinfoil hats protect yourself. Also keeps the show on the air. So if you're listening on the Crusade Channel live radio, the way it should be, which we are actually simulcasting there, or you listen on Mojo or X or any of the other places, you can simply come on over here and buy that and keep us on the air. It helps us uh, procure good talent. As you can see, actually, Erica does not have a, a, a power outage right now. She is striking for higher pay. That's why she's not on the show today. And I don't know what I'm going to do because I don't know how well it's going with just me and Brian today. All right, folks, let's get to your more of you. I wanted to hear I'm you in the show again, Aaron. Come on, man. Yeah, I am. I am just I'm sucking right now on the show. Let's hear not, more right. of you by going to your sound offs right now. Let's see what we have here on the lineup for today as I continue to use this cadence because I'm trying to stall. And there we go. Here we are. So I guess I don't I don't really have a least favorite Christmas song, but the one that always creeped me out. Oh, as a sorry, kid, I already played that one here. Let's do this one here. My bad. Archive that. Is this one right here? Um, I don't really have a favorite Christmas memory, but um, I do have like a few favorite gifts. Like I mean, besides some of the more expensive ones, like once I got a phone, uh, AirPods, and another Christmas I got like a uh, concert tickets, but. Ones that, like, when I was younger, like, getting books, like the Percy Jackson series, or, um, like, the graphic novels for them, or even uh, how to draw books, it was, like, anime books, and to this day, I still use them. And, like, I don't know, it's just the fact that the things that uh, weren't as expensive, I still use today, which I, which I think is pretty cool. Well, whoever that kid's parents are, I bet they're glad to hear that it was not the expensive gifts they, that they remembered. You know, you think about that, like how many times you get something and it's not it's not necessarily the most expensive gift, but it's like the most thoughtful gift that you received. You know, I remember like uh, my old job where I used to where I used to sit. I had a uh, and this actually happened from from my dad and my father in law. Um, I was 
I, where I sat, my 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 shoulders were slumped over. My my posture was bad, so I constantly had neck pains and, and headaches in the base of my my head, and my shoulders would hurt. And I, I'd have to stand up and stretch. And I had mentioned this to um, to my dad, and I'd also mentioned it to my father in law. Well, for Christmas, um, my father in law bought me a a heating pad that you laid on your shoulders that draped over your shoulders, and then had a little flap that came up on the back of your neck. Uh, you know, to kind of help out if you if you got pains and aches there, which I thought was really thoughtful. And then he bought me one of those uh, desktop converters where you just sit it on top of your desk, and then you could raise it up to be a standing desk. And oh, um, nice. yeah. oh dude, it was so awesome, and it and actually relieved so much pain. Well, then a month later for my birthday, my dad buys me a stand up desk, so I had one for home and I had one for work, and I was nice. able to use those. So those two gifts I thought were super thoughtful because it's like actually something practical that took away my uh, middle aged white guy fat dude pains that I had, uh, which was you're uh, not middle aged. But, well, I was gonna, I was gonna try to go through the rest of them, but never mind. <laughs> yeah, so like, you're not middle aged. Never mind. All right, let's see here. Oh, 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 and, and look, your your father in law even comes on and says, "Missing Erica!" Exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, look at that. See, we're missing Erica too. We're missing her too. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I tell you that uh, that. I mean, if at any time, by the way, Erica, your power comes back on, you are welcome to jump in the show. You know that. And, exactly. Uh, and, and save us because we're like going down hardcore today. All right, let's see what else we got here in the lineup. We got a sound off right here. Let's see what this one has to say. Okay, so Christmas 2003, my son is nine. Oh, by the way, has, this is Debbie, Deb Treadway. Hey, Deb, thank you. Uh, hey, Deb. has an absolute fascination with Spider-Man. We save up to go to Universal Studios, the family, and uh, we get there. Of course, we get his face painted just like Spider-Man. Uh, we want to see the Grinch over in Whoville, so we stand in the enormous line, finally get in there, um, the Grinch has his sleigh and everything for, you know, the family portrait. My husband gets up on the sleigh and he's not paying attention, but the Grinch sneaks up behind him and gets right in his face. Uh -oh. Shane turns around and wow, was he startled. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking, wow, Grinch, that was a good way to get punched out. I'm thanking the Lord we didn't, otherwise we'd be kicked out of the park. But after... All of the fun Jim Carrey-esque Grinch uh, this guy was. We're leaving, and he goes to say goodbye to us, and he bends down to my son, and he puts his hands on his hips, and he's just like, so, since when does Spider-Man wear glasses? Oh, don't tell me your contacts are in the shop. And Matthew got tickled. It was such a great Christmas memory, and we had so much fun at Universal Studios. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. That Those kind of memories right there, um, especially, I think I've seen, I don't know if it's that guy, but I've seen some of those Grinch characters at these places and I'm trying not to be like my mini OCD here. Um, I think they're hilarious. I think they're great and all the stuff that they do, but chronologically, aren't they incorrect? Because the Grinch was supposed to be, his heart had grown three times at the end of the story. The movie's over. So now we're post Grinch movie, Grinch cartoon. So now he's a good Grinch, right? 
Like, there's a commercial out where he is, you know, they're like, oh, who's going to deliver the presents? You know, and the, they're like, oh, we can't let the Grinch do it. Well, the Grinch has actually changed, right? Uh, Grinchiness is perpetual. Just ask Erica. <laughs> oh, dang. Mary Grinchness, I guess. Come on, that was funny. Come on. Sure, I mean, like on. if you want to insult her, I guess you could say that. I mean, no, nah, I, you, I, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess she is a little bit of a Grinch. Now, I did not say she was. I just was saying that she was an expert on it. You had to go ahead and make no, it personal. That's not hilarious. what I was saying. No, but no, no seriously. But you know, the, like my favorite line in that movie is uh, is where this is, and the child mentioned a check. <laughs> so oh yeah i i, I okay i it's I, I see what you're saying yeah i remember yeah. that part now sorry about that um you and know okay. Disney, thank you for the christmas card by the way i appreciate it that was really awesome i got it hanging up in my in my office yeah i got uh i got one did you say debbie is that who you're talking about yeah Deb, Deb sent me a Christmas. Deb, Deb and Shane sent me a Christmas card. Thank you very much. I got one as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, a local church, I say local to me, I shouldn't say that, though, but uh, a church decides to use the Grinch and exegete that for a Christmas sermon. We'll talk about that when we get back right here on The Breakdown. For your right to be wrong, Mojo Five O. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com as a hedge against all the craziness. At preparewithmojo50.com, not only will you find emergency food supplies. Remember when that seemed like a fringe conspiracy theory thing to do? Not so much anymore, right? Not only will you find the emergency food supply, but also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools that you can use in the event of uh, an unforeseen situation or emergency which with every day that goes by seems more and more likely. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Prepare with Mojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, prepare with Mojo50.com is the answer. Prepare with Mojo50.com. Let's be honest. Wheelchairs are heavy, bulky, and ugly. If you carry a wheelchair in your car to take care of a loved one, you know how hard it is getting that clunky, old-style wheelchair in and out of your car. Introducing the Feather Chair Wheelchair. At 13 pounds, it's the world's lightest wheelchair. It folds in seconds and fits neatly in your trunk, backseat, or closet, so you can take it everywhere. And it's only available right here. Order yours today and get a free wheelchair case, a $50 value, yours free. The Feather Chair. The world's lightest wheelchair is just $4.99 with easy payments as low as $16 a month. Sorry, no Medicare or insurance accepted. So call right now to order yours. 800-823-5826. 800-823-5826. 800-823-5826. That's 800-823-5826.
bumping right along on this Christmas special today. Enjoying the uh, opportunity to be together with you all. Miss and Erica, wish she was able to join us today. Unfortunately, had a little bit of a power outage over there, but she can always, Erica, you're always welcome to leave your sound off as well. And we will play that. We got a bunch of them to get through here, <clears throat> which we do need to hit. Uh, let's see if I want to make sure I got through all of the stuff. Here was this, by the way, just the, um, the, the story we were talking about right before we left with the pastor or pastrix, uh, female pastor oh, that was Lordy. exegeting, uh, the Grinch. Now I understand using examples, et cetera, for, uh, for sermons and such, but here is a Grinchy uh, sermon exposition from from someone, and we'll see what you all have to say about this as well. The Grinch gets a new heart up on the mountaintop, right? It's amazing, but then it gets a little awkward. He turns around, and he doesn't just have a new heart. You know what else he has? He has a sleigh full of crap that he stole. But he does something incredibly biblical. The first time I watched this movie with my kids, I hit pause and they were like, what? And I was like, he, he repented. And my kids are like, oh my gosh, stop. Just let us watch the movie. And I'm like, no, 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 that was crazy. Did you see that? He got a new heart and his new heart led him back. His new heart made him turn around and take that stuff back. And he said two words that maybe some of you in here need to say this very day. Maybe it'll change your life. Maybe it'll change your relationship. Maybe it'll change your family for generations. Upon generations, he went back and he said, I'm sorry. The Grinch gets a new heart. up on. So there you go. The Grinchy Grinchmas there. There's a longer clip that was put up by Protestia. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce the the name of the organization, but that was, there's a longer clip because people are like, oh, well, it's just an example. So he was like, all right, well, here you go. And they posted like all the clips. It was like a two and a half minute uh, clip there uh, of her using the Grinch and exegeting that. Uh, pastors, and I know you're going to do this, Brian, so you, you don't have to listen to this, uh, but you do. Um, pastors, <laughs> exegete scripture. Don't exegete cartoons or movies. You can use examples. That's fine. Uh, but don't exegete cartoons and movies. All right. So this, I, uh, I think the biggest, the biggest time I ever did that. And, and I felt like such a dork when I did it was I was referring to the Holy spirit as the force. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, uh, but you, you can use an example like that. I mean, yes. you could get incredibly heretical if you use it uh, to, to that, to that extent. Um, but the, um, you I've never use, had the Holy Spirit like help me grab something across the room. <laughs> yeah, I, if it were possible to like use the force to get me a refill on my coffee, or just have one of my kids, but they're probably not up yet because it's a Saturday and they gotcha. sleep in. Um, let's see what else we want to get into. This guy's being hailed. He's either a hero or he's a menace. Uh, so a over in uh, Iowa, there was a statue. That was put up in the public square of Baphomet. Uh, it says here, retired military officer. Let me show you the picture. I'm sure everybody's heard of this because I was a little late to the game trying to figure out what exactly what was uh, what was going on with this. But here is a picture. If I can get it. Here we go. 
here is a picture of the display that was in the Iowa Capitol building. He's just walking through the Capitol building like, hey, it's Christmas time. We celebrate the birth of Jesus, even though some people think it's a pagan holiday. Here we go. Look at this. Bam. Oh, there's Baphomet. And you're staring at, I mean, and this, I don't know how tall it is, but it's on a, it's on a pedestal. It's an altar, a candle altar of incense. Now I love how Satanists are like, we don't worship Satan. We don't worship him. But then they have this altar built with candles. You can light to him, uh, a place for you to make offerings, etc. Big Baphomet statue head, pentagram inside this wreath of roses as well. Here's what happens to it. Uh, this gentleman here topples it. Uh, and uh, it says here that, uh, according to Republic Sentinel, Michael Cassidy of Mississippi turned himself into police after office uh, after officers present in the Iowa Capitol who confirmed the Satanic Temple of Iowa desires to press charges. Uh, he destroyed the holy the holiday Satanic display. Uh, Cassidy is a Christian, said he took action to tear down the display in order to awaken Christians to the anti-Christian acts promoted by our government. Now, first. I think we're pretty awake. I think a lot of us are pretty awake to what's going on in the government and especially the anti-Christian, uh, anti-Christianity that's, the, that's there. My question is, is this vandalism? Is this guy a hero or is he a menace? Is he a criminal or is he a, a, a leader? That's the question that I would like to ask here because there was no mercy in the Old Testament when it came down to having... Uh, the high places, the altars to Baal being torn down. God said, I will destroy your high places and cut down your images and cast your carcasses upon the carcasses of your idols and my soul shall abhor you. So this guy, he's either a menace to society or he's in a helpful uh, Christian leader who's starting a movement. We'll have to see. But I the- think uh, I, I think that if it, was, if it was allowed to have a nativity scene sitting up next to it, then, then he would have been he he would have been liable for you know hate speech and things like that. But you know the move that's going on in our country right now, where we've taken the Ten Commandments down and we can't put nativity scenes out in front of post offices and we can't do this, this, that, and the other. If they can put Baphomet up there, then they need to just stop with the you know with with saying that you can't put your religious displays up there, but we can put ours. Yeah, there's there's an awful lot of uh, of whiny atheists and uh, other religions saying that they're being persecuted, and they're just they're just not. I mean, this is you talk about the war on Christmas. The war on Christmas uh, is more than just somebody saying happy holidays or somebody saying, uh, you know, what is, what is the other one? Seasons greetings. It's, yeah. it's, and, and there are people that say, oh, well, happy holidays. I don't, I couldn't care less if you say happy holidays or not. The, the, most Christians, the, the extent of their evangelism comes down to them being able to say Merry Christmas. I think we're in a generation now that's like happy holidays, Merry Christmas doesn't matter because all the trappings, uh, of Christmas mean nothing if you don't actually live out the gospel of Jesus Christ and talk about that on a exactly. daily basis. Uh, and we're going to get into here, let, let, let's do this real quick. Uh, because I don't want to be a liar. I said we would, and where did it go? I said we would get into some stuff about the Incarnation. While uh, Whilst I'm looking for the stuff on the Incarnation, let's go ahead and jump to a couple more of your sound offs. If you have not left a sound off, you have time. You have time to leave a sound off. 
by simply going to breakdradio.com, clicking on the mic in the bottom right corner, and we will play your sound off. Let's go here to one of our esteemed and respected listeners. Uh, I just made that up, you know, just a listener here, and uh, see what they had to say uh, about our topics today. Hi, guys. My name is Bree, and Bree! I would say my absolute favorite Christmas gift I ever got was this year. I got an early Christmas present, and I was able to go to Florida and meet YouTubers that I really, really yes. liked. And it was a surprise for my parents. I didn't think I was going to be able to go, and it was an early Christmas present in October. So that would go down in history as my favorite Christmas present I've ever received. Yeah, so that was uh, that was that that was Bree. You all know Bree from the Breakdown Fame. She's my uh, my little daughter, my youngest. Um, she really likes these YouTubers called the Sterniolo Triplets, and she they they were coming to they all the closest they were coming was in Tampa. Uh, so my my wife and I decided, hey, we're gonna. Th- this is the gift I'm gonna give her. Uh, we're we're gonna give her. Uh, my wife found it and she was like, hey, let's do this. So I was like, awesome. So my wife uh, Allison took Bree down for uh, took her down on I think it was a Wednesday or a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday. They flew down to Tampa. They went to the Sterniolo show, the live show that they did, and then they stayed all night with the um, with my uh, with their with my my sister in law. So Bree's aunt, uh, Allison's sister, and then came back the next day, and that was her Christmas present. She all oh, she freaked out about it. She loved it, uh, and it was great. I mean, it's just really great to be able to give a kid something that they really like, and um, you know that that to me is one of the most exciting things about that is the giving. As you get older, I mean, you love uh, you love being able to give gifts, or I'm sorry, get gifts. We all love to unwrap those presents, but what I also love is now that I get older, giving those kids. Uh, gifts, uh, giving your kids, giving those kids, giving your children gifts, making and seeing the excitement on their face, and not just your children, uh, but other people that you give uh, to as well. All right, let's see here. We got another sound off. Let's go to that and see what else we have from folks today. Favorite Christmas memories, uh, worst Christmas memories, best gifts, worst gifts, and your worst Christmas song. Any topics you want to choose from there. BreakDRadio.com. Click on the mic in the bottom right corner. This is from Heather. Hey, Aaron, Brian, and Erica. Thanks for the sound of topics. I don't think anyone will be able to top the worst Christmas gift that I ever received. But oh. it was from my uh, now husband. But we were dating for about eight weeks when Christmas came around. It was our first Christmas, clearly. And, you know... You think maybe a stuffed animal or, you know, something fun or cutesy, but no. He bought me a facial hair <sighs> removal kit. Oh, so, oh my um, gosh. Yeah. Dang. I was traumatized and oh my to this dang. day I am self-conscious about my face, but no. obviously dang. he has made up for it because we're going 25 years Oh, strong. man, that hurts. And... oh. The worst Christmas song, I believe, and this is the hill I will die on, oh. is I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh. I don't care. That no. is the dumbest no, song no, no, ever no, no. created. And it no, needs no, to die. No. It needs to die. Oh, my gosh. So, men, not even if you're married, 
it doesn't matter how long you've been married, never get your wife or girlfriend a facial hair removal kit. That's almost as bad as buying her a vacuum cleaner. I mean, come on, man. I don't care if she asks for a vacuum. You do not buy a vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is unbelievable. Oh, dear God. I don't know. I mean, can anybody anybody in the chats on Crusade Channel or on Rumble or anywhere else that they're listening, can anybody there at all top that gift? Wow. The facial hair removal. That's, hor- I mean, that's horrible. Because that 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 hurts me. That hurts me deep. I mean, who, who was that that left the sound off? Uh, the Heather. Heather. Okay, I, I'm just keeping notes for our, our for our show rundown. Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, but oh my gosh, like that that would be. I, I'm surprised. 25 years. Like the the kindness and graciousness of Heather to actually stay with that person who got her that is unbelievable. Uh, so I mean, but yeah, that that is that is something. Uh, to behold. All right, folks, here, let's let's jump into this real quick. We've got time. We've got uh, the the incarnation. The whole idea of Christmas is not so much. It's, it's not about Santa Claus because that's a lie. Uh, it, it's not about uh, the Grinch. It's not about Charlie Brown Christmas. It's Santa not about all the trappings. What's that? Santa interrupt us. <laughs> it, it's not about any of that. What it's about is the birth of Jesus Christ. And when you think about the amazing things that had to happen in order for Jesus to be born. The perfect oh, yeah. time, the, yeah. the, the, the willingness of Mary to, uh, to submit to the will of God, the, um, the ability of Joseph given to him as well by the gracious kindness of God to say, uh, you know, I, I will believe my daughter. I, I believe my, my betrothed. I will believe uh, the Lord and accept that this child with whom she is uh, pregnant is the son of God. So you think about here's uh, this is from Crossway. Ten things to know about the incarnation. Before before you go there, Aaron, I actually preached a message on that two weeks ago. Uh, I put I, the title of my message was called the nativity from a different perspective. And I was talking about how everything was woven together as this beautiful tapestry and it just orchestrates God's sovereignty, of course, we know that. But talking about all the different players and how that everyone had, to, had, had, had a certain role and how they all intertwined together and that on a human scale, there is no way that you could put all of this stuff together, fill as many prophecies as you felt, as he filled, and, 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 and everything worked the way that it works. So I think that's a pretty awesome. I can't wait to hear what you got here, but this that's pretty awesome. We're coming well, up with this. We won't hit all 10 of these here, but one of the ones we just talked about there was the, the virgin conception was the glorious means by which the incarnation took place. The incarnation was thoroughly supernatural and a demonstration of our triune God's sovereign and gracious initiative to redeem his people. The virgin conception was the time and means by which the divine son added to himself a human nature. By the virgin conception, the triune God created a new human nature for the son. And as a result of this action in Jesus, we truly meet God face to face, not indwelling or overshadowing human flesh, but in full undiminished glory. Although we beheld Jesus as a man, he is much more. He is Lord, the divine son who humbles himself and veils his glory by becoming one of us. Uh, it is thoroughly the person or active subject of the incarnation is the eternal son of God. In John 1, 14, it says the word became flesh. In other words, it was the son from eternity 
who became incarnate, not the divine nature. The son who is an eternal relation to the father and spirit willingly humbled himself and chose to assume a human nature in obedience to his father and our salvation. And as the son, the second person of the triune Godhead, he is the full image and expression of the father and is thus fully God. That's another. So the virgin birth is a miracle. The fact that Christ was being incarnated in flesh is a miracle. The fact that he is the eternal son, the triune Godhead, he is the full image and expression of the Father and is thus fully God, is yet another miracle because God condescended to us, not in a negative way, but just the same way that as a, as a father would bend down on one knee and look up at his son or daughter as he's correcting them or disciplining them or just simply talking to them. He's not looking down. He's condescending. He's coming down to their level. God came down to our level in the incarnate person of Jesus Christ. Christ had to be born a human. He had to live a sinless life. It had to come this way. Otherwise, he would not be able to be the redeemer of our sins. As the son, as God the son, he was always he always existed in an eternally ordered relation to the father and spirit, which is now gloriously displayed in the incarnation. It was fitting that the son alone, who is from the father by the spirit, became incarnate and not the other divine persons. In the incarnation, the son displayed his divine filial dependence on the father and always acted in relation to the father by the spirit from eternity and in the incarnation. The son never acted on his own or independently, but always in relation to and inseparably from his father and the spirit. He said that multiple times. He said, I speak what the father tells me. The incarnation is an act of addition, not subtraction. This is another thing. A lot of people think that Christ laid aside his deity when he came down. He didn't lay it down. He laid aside, he forewent his ability to do certain things. He controlled that. Uh, he did not lay aside his deity. There are a lot of heresies that say that Christ did not become God until he was baptized or that Jesus did not become fully God until the spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. That's heresy. Christ has always been and will always be fully God and fully man. He did not change his nature whatsoever. The human well, we age- know at least at the age of 12, he knew who he was because they found him in the temple teaching the the. the- the scribes and the Pharisees. Uh, yes, he did. He knew very well who he was and his ability to do those. So there was no there was no change in his in his divine nature, just his his exercising of that divine nature while he was here. But all of this, when you think about all of these different points, it all played together so that Christ could be born at the right time so as to grow up in the right climate, the right political atmosphere, the right moments, and be our Redeemer. All of this, the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, obviously could not have happened unless God was incarnate in the flesh. And although giving gifts and receiving gifts and spending time with family and having the magic of Christmas Day and all of the beautiful trappings that go into it, trimming the tree, the uh, the the peppermint mocha creamer that we have, the candy canes, the sharing of, of sweets, etc. All of these things play into the Christmas spirit. We cannot forget that the true meaning and purpose of Christmas is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. You're listening to The Breakdown. Uh, We are live right now over on the Crusade Channel, live radio the way it should be. We are also 
uh, live on uh, on uh, Rumble and on X and on Facebook as well. All right, folks, we have uh, just a little bit of time left here. We might we're going to be doing a little bit of overtime also, but here let's get to these. We got a couple more sound offs that are coming in that we want to cover here. So let's go ahead and do those uh, right now. Just a moment. Here we go. Favorite Christmas gift. My mom gave me a lava light when I was a kid. So that was probably about 1980. You know, the original lava lights, not the uh, oh, yeah. the little itty bitty ones that they try to pass off now. Yeah, I, I didn't have a name on this, but uh, yeah, so that I my mom also it's over on my I, I you, you it used to be my studio. My old studio used to sit right behind me. It's over on my shelf right now, but my mom bought me a lava light when I was an adult. This is probably 20 years ago, 15, I 20 years so ago. I was so jealous of that lava lamp, Aaron. I that still was, have it. I know. that I'm still jealous of it. That's one of my favorite things you used to have in your studio. Love it. I can't wait to get it back up in my studio when I do it. Absolutely love that. All right, let's go to this. So we got another sound off. Let's see who uh, uh, what this is here and play that. Um, I don't really have a worst Christmas memory. Oh, worst um, Christmas memory. But something that comes to mind is once I had, when I was like maybe 14 or something around that age, I had agreed to do a Christmas play with my cousins to perform in front of the family. But I was embarrassed like right before we had to like perform. I didn't know any of my lines. I was just not really feeling it. And I argued and argued and argued. And I even got my... Uh, mom involved and but I I was forced to perform it and even though because I made a commitment even though I did not want to and I don't know why I didn't want to I guess I was just embarrassed but uh, for some reason I just couldn't perform I don't know why I don't know the reason I tell you performance uh, anxiety it happens at the best time I started to say performance (laughs) anxiety I mean it it happens especially as you get older uh, what's your? Do you have a worst Christmas, Brian, that you could think of? A worst Christmas, no, a worst Christmas memory. I think mine no. would be last year. So, um, as as most of y'all know, the the journey my family's been on the past year. Um, you know, my mother in law passed away last November, uh, and uh, so we were going into Christmas the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas w- without her. So we were coping with that, and uh, we were all staying over my my. Um, we stayed at my father-in-law's house, so it was me and Allison and the girls. And then I'm pretty, I can't remember. I don't think, I think my sisters-in-law, I don't think they were here at that time. No, they weren't. Um, where were they? Can't remember. But anyway, my uh, Michaela and Bree were actually sleeping uh, downstairs on, a, on an inflatable mattress in the living room. And about 2.30 a.m. on Christmas morning, we had a huge deep freeze here in the mid and north, Midwest, Northeast area. Uh, actually, I think it stretched along a huge portion of the U.S. And there was a pipe that, after 30 years, I guess, decided that it wasn't insulated enough and burst. And <laughs> and right in the kitchen, it was, it was in the bathroom, which is right above the kitchen. And it burst and poured out just 
just all just was just gushing water. So it wakes the girls up. They come up and get us. And I'm running around because I got to figure out where the valve shutoff is. So I grab a garbage can and stick it under the water. And I'm like, I'm a genius. That's going to save all this water. So then I finally find the shutoff valve. I turn it off and we're collecting ourselves. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I need to empty this garbage can of water. And I walk over and the garbage can empty. There was a hole in the bottom of the garbage can. (laughs) So all of my efforts just, it it was nothing. They did absolutely nothing. It was, it was a wonderfully horrible Christmas memory. I would think if I have probably one of my worst, I guess one of my most, I don't don't want to say bad. I don't, I don't know how to say this. It's, it's, it was a rough Christmas for me. It was last year because I wasn't with my family on Christmas. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, Christmas was on a Sunday morning, and so uh, my church had decided we were going to have a Sunday morning service. So I actually did not get to be with my family on Christmas Day. So oh, that man. was a little, that was kind of a bummer. That but, is a uh, bummer. All right, we got another sound off here. I want to make sure we get through all of these for the show today. So let's go ahead and play this one uh, and see what uh, Allison has to say to us. One of my favorite Christmas memories is when I was in the seventh grade. I was a huge Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls fan. I had posters all over my wall. For that Christmas that year, my parents presented me with this adorable, fluffy, stuffed animal dog. And I thought he was just so cute. Well, my parents wanted to make sure that I saw the actual gift. So they told me to look under his ears and... Underneath each of his long floppy ears, uh, where a ticket uh, was oh, a ticket oh, oh. for a Chicago Bulls game, um, and I will forever be grateful to my parents for making that dream of mine come true to see Michael Jordan play in person. Yeah, now, now of course you know um, uh, that that those kind of memories are phenomenal uh, to be able to to go see your childhood, um, I guess idols. Aaron, do you, you have a do you do you have a favorite Christmas gift that you received? Um, I well, I mean, I the, I love the lava lamp. Uh, my girls uh, last uh, couple of years ago uh, got me this. It's really dirty right now, <laughs> but it's a mouse pad, and uh, uh, that's got a racist symbol on it. By the way, they actually yeah, it's the Illuminati symbology there. Uh, it's it's for those who are listening. It's a mouse pad, and it's got the circle game where you make the the circle with your finger, and uh, if people look at it, you get to punch them. Uh, they bought me that. They bought me a pair of socks, uh, and uh, you know, with that on it as well. So I get to show people. I'm like, hey, my daughter's bought me socks. Check them out, and they're like, ah, oh, you're. Um, you know, I I, 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 I hate. Punch them. I, I like. I, I was hoping that I would get. Um, uh, you know, I was hoping that this would jog my memory, but the lava lamp was one of those gifts that I loved. Um, I love this shirt that my wife gave me. I'm trying to think of some other things that I got, especially from my wife. Um, cause we, we really don't exchange a lot of gifts. She and I don't, they typically, my girls get me uh, a gift. They get uh, their mom a gift. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, there was a well, lot of thoughtful think, gifts. Well, you're I had. thinking about yours. Let me tell you my favorite. I remember the year that my mom and dad, got us an Atari 2600. Oh, so yeah, man. Probably, probably in the early 80s, right? Yeah. So we wake up and we had all the Christmas gifts, but there was this there was this ribbon that was tied from the Christmas tree that went all the way into the family room, and it was tied to the 
the the twenty six hundred that Dad had spent all night trying to hook up because he had never done it before. <laughs> well, folks, thank you so much for your participation today. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today as well. All those who are listening and watching with us, we are going to do a few minutes of overdrive. Brian and I are, so you're welcome to hang out for that as as well. Uh, but from all of us here at the breakdown, I know Erica would have the same thing. Thank you so much for your for joining us, and thank you for taking some time out on Christmas Eve. Eve. Enjoy your Christmas tomorrow with your family. Enjoy your Christmas today with them. Holiday greetings to you. And may the Lord Jesus Christ bless you and keep you. And may you remember his incarnation and glorious life, death, burial, and resurrection every day of the year. Merry Christmas. And until next time, make Christ supremely valuable. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 94.5.